Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with another phenomenal uh, seminar, or excuse me, podcast for you today. We have a great one. Welcome. It's Monday, Labor Day. Congratulations, y'all made it through the Labor Day weekend. It's Monday, Labor Day. Uh, happy Labor Day. And we got a really, really good podcast for you today. There's going to be a few tears drawn today's show. I'm telling you, today is going to be a very, very emotional show. First of all, gang, let's get to the nitty gritty. It's uh, first week of September. All kinds of stuff going on. Really fun fishing. I know there was some weird weather this weekend, but the fishing is really fun. It's also Opsin Monday. We always talk about Opsin products on Monday. And we're giving away that free spool of Opsin fluorocarbon today. And we're giving it to Doug Battenfield. For visiting the website, simply all you have to do is go visit the Opsin website through the through the QR code, or you can visit it on your own. Those of you that are listening as you're driving around in your cars or your trucks or whatever, you can enter the uh, Opsin website and then put in the code YSWG right before you check out. But if you grab it through that QR code, enter through there. That automatically gets you into the contest to win the free spool of line. We give away a free spool of Opsin Floral Carbon Line every single Monday. And uh, those of you that are listening around the world, let me know if the sound is better because we have a new mic we're trying out and I want to know how it works and if you guys think it's good. And we got people listening all around the world and I'm totally stoked. The numbers are incredible. I want to thank everybody. And Doug, thanks for visiting the Opsin Floral Carbon website. And thank you all. Oh, thank you, everybody, for letting me know the sound's good. Thank you. Hey, Mike Lewis, congratulations on that halibut. Mike Lewis, all he wanted to do was catch a halibut. He went over to Santa Cruz Island, and lo and behold, text, he text messaged me and said, oh, hey, Dave, I've caught a couple shorts already. And why he was texting, I guess he caught his legal halibut. So way to stick with the plan, way to go with it. Good job there, Mike Lewis. Good job. Gang, don't forget, you guys can leave stars on this podcast on Facebook. You can leave stars over on YouTube. You guys can hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. All those things help. Over on Facebook, all my videos that I put out. And gang, think about this. I put out 28 videos every single week. That's pretty an amazing amount. If you like my content and you enjoy the videos, hit the like button, please, on any Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, everything matters. It all matters. It helps build the algorithm. It helps push us out in front of everybody. It matters a lot. And, I, and I'm just telling you, it, it changes the way people see the videos and it's free. All you have to do is hit the like button and it helps me out tremendously. So thank you all for always helping me and doing everything you can. And don't forget to sprinkle those stars out across the podcast. It really helps me and Kelly out a lot. Helps us feed Marley, 
helps us feed the kitties and just helps all the way around. I can't emphasize it enough. Gang, what's going on in Southern California as far as fishing goes? Well, Hurricane Hillary came storming up here and flipped that water upside down. And I was talking with Justin yesterday. He's saying Catalina's got red tide all over the island. Things are all screwed up along the uh, coast. The water's cold and dirty. But lo and behold, that bluefin doesn't seem to care. My nephew went out on Friday afternoon at 2.30 in the afternoon out of Dana Point. And at 3 o'clock, he was hooked up to a bluefin on the surface iron in the reddish-brown water. He came up on a foamer. He said he could see the cars driving down the freeway on the 5 freeway right there in front of Dana Point Harbor. He couldn't even believe it when he saw those fish. And all he had was a jig stick with 30-pound on it. He casted his surface iron, made two cranks. And that's the first time he'd fished in a year at Cameron, my nephew that makes all those great videos with me. He's been super busy flying all over the world making videos. He made two cranks, 200-pound bluefin, ate his surface iron. And then he just said, there's no way I'm going to catch this. I'm going to break it off. But the two guys he was fishing with, he was, uh, the two guys he was fishing with were like, oh, wait, we'll fight it. We'll fight it. Cameron's all, there's no reason for you guys to fight it. You're not going to get it. They fought it for uh, five hours. <laughs> they fought it till nine o'clock at night from three, 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 they fought it for five and a half hours and then. They finally gave up, and Cameron put both thumbs on the spool, broke it off, and they drove the boat home. Said it was absolutely an incredible experience. Gang, grab that QR code if you want to get in on the contest to win this Opsin fluorocarbon. It's a phenomenal product. I use Opsin all the time. It's what I use. I love Opsin. It's a clear fluorocarbon. It's clear. It's not colorized, which a lot of people are coloring their fluorocarbon, which goes, why would you do that? The whole idea of using fluorocarbon is to try to fish stealth. Then this top of this fluorocarbon, it has magnets in it. So your hooks and your lures and everything will stick to this. Plus, you can stack the spools up on each other. This is just a superior product. It's spooled up right in Greg's garage. It's a, it's a homegrown company right there in beautiful Southern California, Greg Brown's the owner of the company. Him and his wife spooled the spools themselves with the line. Support your local business. Go to that, grab that QR code. Just go over there and check out all the cool products he has at Opsin USA. And just by grabbing that QR code and entering, that's going to enter you into the contest. You don't have to buy anything. And then I'll read your name off next Monday and you'll win a free spool of line. You can't beat that, gang. That's a pretty good deal. I think. So check that out. And then what's the contest this month? Everybody wants to know what's the contest this month, Dave? Well, the contest this month is we're going to give away 100 US dollars this month, right out of my pocket for the best picture posted on Facebook. I know a lot of you don't use Facebook and I think that's pretty sad because it's the largest social media platform in the world. Don't read all the garbage. Just stay focused on the cool fishing videos. You post a picture on Facebook on your saltwater guide page or wall or whatever you call it 
on Facebook of you wearing my shirt or my hat with your fish. And that's going to enter you in to, to win the 100 US dollars. And we'll give that away on October 1st. Also coming up, gang, is War Heroes on Water. I'm going to be up there fishing with the War Heroes. We'll be on the joint venture. My good friend Bill DePriest and I are going to team up to take the War Heroes out fishing. We're going to be up there on the 22nd of September. And I was talking to Rod Halperin. He's over at Catalina right now enjoying the Labor Day weekend. But we still need a few boats. So if there's any of you out there that has a boat that can take a couple War Heroes out fishing and and, uh, take care of them for three days, you got to make sure you got food, you got water, you got a place for them to sleep. So make sure you're not giving us a call. If your boat isn't big enough to take three, two couple, three guys out fishing for a few days out on the water. We got uh, we got the need for a couple more boats. We don't want to leave any war heroes on the dock. So if there's anybody out there that has a boat 30 foot or bigger that can handle three days out on the water with a couple of war heroes and have enough food and water for them, let me know. Give me a call at 949-374-0786. I'll get you in touch with Rod. But we need some boats, gang. We need some boats. We need some more boats to make sure we don't leave any of the war heroes on the dock. It's super important. So make sure that you uh, talk to your friends, anybody that has a boat, that maybe they'll be help, willing to help out here. It's a... Uh, Great cause, the War Heroes on Water. This will be the seventh year, and I'm fired up to be a part of it. I've been a part of one of the original captains. I've been a part of this thing since it first started, and it's incredible what it's turned into. So I'm super excited. So uh, as we get going here, we got a few more things to happen here and then we'll get going uh let's see <clears throat> what else do we got to talk about we got the option you're gonna win that you're gonna win that spool of line you want to get some option product you want to oh yes that's right also coming in to also coming into the, uh, does that sound better? Is that better sounded? Also coming into the uh, lobster season, we got 20, holy, we have 26 days till opening lobster season. That's crazy. That's coming up so fast. Tomorrow's show will be dedicated to lobster fishing. Tomorrow's show will be dedicated to lobster fishing, but we're going to bring in our good buddy Justin here for a few minutes and uh, talk about this lobster thing. So let's bring Justin in for a minute because he's been on this thing for a couple of years. He's been on it. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Captain Dave? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. I can't hear you. Oh. I just don't have the ability to hear you. Can you... Make sure you're good. All now, right. Can you hear me now? What's going on here? Can anybody hear me? How about now? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, there you are. Bye. All right, perfect. So, gang, we got Justin here. You've been on this lobster thing for a while. What's going? Are you excited? It's coming oh, up. Yeah. I'm so excited for lobster. It's it's one of my favorite fishings out there. You never know what you're going to get whenever you drop down that hoop net. It's so fun. Right. And you get to fish in some pretty cool spots, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of really good spots. And all right, those spots right. are on your saltwater guide. Yes, they are. Yeah. So what would you suggest is probably you and I were talking about this, but it's kind of probably the time to start gathering up your equipment, right? Yes, definitely get everything dialed in right now. Um, make sure you have the appropriate hoop nets, your lobster card, learn how to fill it out properly. And uh, sorry, I was reading the things. Um, <laughs> make sure you have your floats, your whole rigs. I'm actually going to be doing a seminar in uh, Poway at Turner's and I'm sorry, Turner's and Norwalk. Um, September. Oh, cool. Yeah, 6.30 on September 12th. Oh, bitch, and that's coming right up. I mean, I can't even believe it's already the 4th. Yeah. It's crazy. It's coming right up, gang. I know. Time hey. is going by so fast. But what's great also is um, you can go out, go after those pesky bluefin tuna, come back, and go for lobster in one day. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's kind of the cool thing. I love those pictures last year you were posting with the tuna on the deck and lobsters on the deck and Dorado on the deck. Just so much cool stuff. And it looks like we're right, we're right into that again. But Justin, just for a minute, we're going to bring you back into the show in just yeah. a minute. But I just want, wait a minute. I have a super special guest gang. This is, I've been waiting for this. We got uh, Doug and Elizabeth coming into the show right now. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. How are you, Dave? Hi, thank you. I am so happy to have you two. And I'll do my very best to not cry, but <laughs> I want you guys to tell me what happened on Saturday when you were out on the water. Tell all of our viewers. We got a lot of people watching right now. Gang, you want to pay attention to this story? This is an incredible story. I'm, thank you guys very much for being here. Well, we were out on Saturday and we were went down to look at the 14 mile bank. I had read on or heard on the game plan that there was some Dorado down on the inside of that and some tuna down on the inside of it. So we went down there and looked around and there was a ton of bait down there. We didn't find any fish. We were headed back. We didn't find any kelp patties. And that's one of the things you had mentioned. And uh, I pulled up on a kelp patty. The only one I saw the other day about three miles south of the Eureka oil platform. And as we were pulling up to it, Elizabeth said, what is that in the water? And I looked over and I said, oh, it's a sea lion or a seal or something. I don't know what it was, but I, you know, I, I thought it was a mammal of some sort. So I didn't pay much attention to it. And she goes, no, that's a white faced sea lion. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this kelp patty over here. And she goes, no, that's a dog. So in the waters, this little dog barely got its head up. All you can see is just just its nose. This looks like it's about ready to go under. So we get the boat stopped, and the dog makes a beeline for the boat. Comes down the port side, and I grab the net to fish her out of the water, but I was afraid that was not going to go well. I could see she was a little bigger than the net. So I went back to the tuna door, opened it up, and I could tell this dog had been on boats because she just 
made a U-turn, came right to the tuna door, put her paws up there, and we drug her in. I drug her through the door. Got She had a leash and a harness on, which I I was at a loss because we're five miles offshore. I mean, how does a dog have a leash and a harness? Did she get in on the surf? It, it made no sense to me. Elizabeth had a towel, wrapped her up, took her inside the cabin, and then I'll let her take over. What happened at that point? We found that she had a tag on. Um, she apparently had an Apple Air tag, but it wasn't pinging very often. It had been an hour and a half, I guess, but um, pulled the, the collar off and she had a name and a phone number. And so Doug called the owner from, from that point. What happened when she got inside the cabin? Now? Oh, I dried her off real good and loved on her. And uh, we have a Doberman. And, and as soon as I stood up, she went over to the Doberman's bed and just laid down. Her legs were, she was exhausted. She, You could tell she was just beat from her whole adventure. Yeah, that dog was exhausted. Once she laid down, we couldn't get her back up. Um, so I got on the phone and called the owner. And he answered. I'm like, are you missing a dog? He goes, yeah. I said, well, I just found her. Where are you at? And uh, well, he says, I'm out here just south of the oil, oil platform. And I said, do you see a sport fisher off to your port side? And he goes, yeah. I said, well, that's us. We have your dog. And he had been looking for that dog for four hours. The last ping he had was right there at the oil tower and had been an hour and 15 minutes earlier. Um. Oh Naturally, there was some concern about the owner and, and, and uh, the fact that they lost their dog at sea. But once I met these people, they were genuinely distraught over the loss of this pet. And, and they were so relieved to get their hands back on their dog. They immediately canceled all their plans, sent me pictures of the dog at the vet. They had hydrated the dog, got her in the heat and blanket because her core temperature had dropped. And... She's made a full recovery. Is it? There she is. I float through up a picture. I know you guys can't, Doug and Elizabeth, you guys can't see the picture, but our viewers can see the picture. So you're saying, and what's the dog's name? Isla. Isla. So she was in the water. Look at that beautiful dog, everybody. What an incredible story. How how, oh, we lost him. How absolutely blessed is that dog? What a fun gang. You can't write these stories. Look at that beautiful dog, everybody that's watching on Facebook and YouTube. How bizarre. And how, this fishing thing is such an incredible thing. You just don't know what's going to happen when you're out on the water every day. And there you guys are back. All right, let me bring them back in. I just put that pic, the second picture you guys sent me. It's up on oh, the yeah. right now. It's just an incredible story, and I do my best to not cry. I mean, I'm an animal guy. I didn't even know I was an animal guy until I moved down here to Mexico, and now we have a couple cats and a monkey. And it's, I can't even imagine my animal being in the water for four hours anywhere. That What a beautiful dog, and what a phenomenal story. Elizabeth, Doug, you guys are were sent from... Uh, Higher power greater than us to find that animal. Well, how bizarre. Just to, that would be just the most unbelievable thing going through your head when you saw that dog. Oh, I, I, yeah. It took me a while to wrap my head around it. I was glad I went fishing that day. That's about yeah. all I that's We didn't catch anything, and, and we saw a lot of 
lot of lot of signs of life down there, including this dog. And I'm just glad I went fishing that day. I did. I I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that here's this dog, out in the middle of nowhere, Ann's got a harness and a leash on. I couldn't have it. You know, I can't tell you, Dave, how many times I told Elizabeth, Sansa's, Sansa's our Doberman. How many times? Oh, she, you don't need to put a life jacket on her. She'll be fine. We're just going from here to there. She'll be fine. And uh, I, I think the moral of the story is you turn your back for a minute, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's, they're like kids, you know. It just yeah. takes one time, one mishap. And I could tell this dog had been on lots of boats the way it came to the swim step. Oh, my gosh. That's better than any fish you could possibly catch. It was It was a good day. Yeah, there's no fish on the planet. There was nothing. You guys were there for a reason, and it wasn't to catch Dorado. It was to save that dog's life. How spectacular. Thank you so much for sharing this incredible story with us. Hey, I want to bring in another friend of yours. We're all going to be on here together. You guys know this guy? Hi, Justin. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Well, hey, Dave, I guess there was some scuttlebutt about a lost dog on Channel 16, but I was I was up on 23 trying to eavesdrop on this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Justin's turned into quite the big deal on the You Saltwater Guide. No, he's a great guy to fish with. I've learned so much yeah. from him. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Is that an incredible story, Justin? What's that? Isn't that an incredible story? Oh, man, that is... Unbelievable. I I can't believe it. Coming from yeah, your it was, background. It was something else. You just yeah. had to be there. And I have a GoPro, and I keep threatening to mount it above the salon doors. And Elizabeth tells me all the time, you need to get that mounted because we're always seeing something nobody will believe. And I wish I had had it up that day for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be some great content. I would take it from you in a second, and we'd get millions of views on that for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What an incredible. So, Justin, you had the honor of taking Doug and Elizabeth out fishing on their boat, right? I did. Pretty good people? Oh, yeah. Great, great people. They're actually not that far away from my slip. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to bring you a flag over there, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I need to get one from you, Justin. I put in for a transfer over there, but Belma won't call me back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to call her. <laughs> will not call. Well, I'm going to let everybody get back to doing what they're doing and I'll get going with the podcast here. Doug and Elizabeth, thank you so much for that phenomenal story. And Kelly and I were just taken back when we read your post and I just was like, I got to call him right away. I can't even believe this. And so thank you guys for sharing a little bit of your day off, your Labor Day weekend with us. I think everybody appreciated that. Appreciate having us on, Dave. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you we'll very much. see you, very Justin. Much. Have a Let good one. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Man, what a crazy story. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And, Brian, I don't know what kind of a dog it is. I, I'm, I'm a monkey and a cat guy. Justin had a TV show for years on uh, Discovery, Reptile Hunters. I mean, you've seen a lot of crazy stuff with animals. How? What? Oh, my God. That could be like a movie, The Life of That Dog. Stuck oh, in the ocean for four hours, swimming. Absolutely crazy. Crazy. It had to blow the dog's mind when a boat pulled up to it. So the moral of the story here, for one thing, keep an eye on your pets and a life jacket. A life jacket. 
Keep an eye on everything. Like I always say on all my videos and all my podcasts and everything, every single thing matters. Yeah. Everything matters. When you untie that boat, you're responsible for everybody's life and even your little doggy, yeah. your cat, your child. I mean, our, our animals for Kelly and I are like our children. So. Yeah. And what's crazy too is when we take our dogs out, we don't put life jackets on them. So now, 100% we're going to. I mean, what the heck? All it takes is one second to not know, right? Right. And oh my gosh, like uh, like Elizabeth said, that dog been out on the water for a long time. It knew what was going on. It's been out on a boat. It's probably been 100 trips to Catalina and back. But all it takes is that one time in the water for four hours. That dog's got some stamina to tread water for four hours. Incredible. So yeah. let's jump back. I mean, we that story is incredible, and I'm not taking anything away from it, but it's lobster season, gang. We got <laughs> to talk about this some more. And then we got our good buddy Avery up there in uh, Washington is going to jump on the show here in a little bit and talk about what's going on up there because – there's just so much good fishing going on, but we need to talk about this lobster thing. And tomorrow, Justin's going to be super busy, but tomorrow's show will be Promar Ahi USA Tuesday, but we'll be talking lobsters all day tomorrow because Justin, tell them it, you just don't go grab your stuff that you used last year. you got to go through everything and make sure yeah. you have your light sticks, your buoys, your rope, your bait tubes. And, and your have it all set up properly. Um, there's a lot of regulations that Fish and Game put out. You have to follow those. Um, once you get everything dialed in, you have to use the appropriate bait. If you don't use the right bait, you have a less chance of catching lobster. We like to go out for our limits, which is seven. That's what we want every time. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're using everything correctly, there's no reason you should suck. So we have something that you've been doing for a while here and, uh, we got Sonny up in the Channel Islands. We got Pablo down in San Diego. You Are you willing to go with the people on their boat to teach them how to hoop net? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I'll do either local, um, anywhere from Long Beach down to San Diego, or all the way to Catalina. We'll do that as well. Gang, there you go. Lobster. I think it's... I was talking to Tommy Gomes the other day. They're thinking right around $48 a pound for our local <laughs> caught lobsters this year is probably what it's going to go off at. And a legal lobster is a pound and a quarter. So if you think about that, and then to take someone like Justin out on your boat to teach you how to do it the proper way, you go with Justin. He's going to bring all the proper gear. He's going to show you exactly the way Dave Hansen does it, the way Justin does it the way most of the sport boats do it now. Let me just explain something to everybody. Back in, ni- in 2005, 2006, we started this uh, taking people lot hoop netting, teaching them how to hoop net in 2005, 2006 because of a necessity to make them. I had to eat. That's the only was wasn't no miss. I didn't want to give everybody my secrets, but I had to eat. So now Justin's going to take the ball and run with it even faster than I did. So you get to have Justin come with you on your boat. You already just heard Doug and Elizabeth talk. Justin went with them on their boat. You can see 
If you go to our community, you can see so many different people telling great stories about going out with Justin. And now you're going to go with them and teach them how to lobster fish. Hey, what's the chance when we're out on the boat to maybe have a lobster to eat while we're fishing? Yeah. I think I'm actually one of the only guides or, or the only guide that runs all year. Right. Fish, lobster, everything, all year long. Because yep. we live in Southern California. There's never a reason to not go fishing. Right. It's pretty right. spectacular. There's something uh, to catch every day throughout the whole year. It's really nice. So before we bring Avery in here, give everybody a way to get a hold of you real quick. I know yeah. I know. Uh, Elliot threw your phone number up there. It's on the comments. People can see oh, yeah. that. But there's a lot of people driving in their cars that listen to this podcast every day. Give yeah, them real quick. Go yeah, slow. Go slow. Give me a call. 951-703-9442. And make sure, I'll give it again um, right at the end, but make sure um, you book me as soon as you can because I book up extremely fast. I'm, this bluefin thing, I'm already booked up for. I don't have anything left. Unless someone cancels and then I can get you in. But for the lobster, it's less than 30 days away. So uh, 951-703-9442. Now get you dialed in. You will be catching lobsters. And gang, think about it. At 40-something, it's going to go off at 40-something dollars a pound for a lobster. You only need a couple lobsters to make it worth your while to have some lobsters to eat when you get home. And to know how to do it instead of, here's the funny thing about this whole fishing thing that blows my mind every day. And I read these comments on Instagram and Snap Crap and all that stuff. And people are like, oh, you, Dave Hampton, you're talking about you're a sellout. These people should have to figure it out like I did. Go out there and spend time. Nobody's got – that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life, gang. When you go to a concert, do you want that guy up there playing the guitar to be figuring it out at the concert? <laughs> that's so dumb. Gang, we're right here. We want to help you to be successful when you go out fishing. So that's a cool thing. Justin's willing to come with you and bring all the gear. Yeah. That's something that we didn't talk about. We're going to bring you in in just a minute, Avery, so be ready. But you don't have to go out and buy all the gear, especially nowadays with how much stuff costs. You don't want to go buy the wrong thing. You come, Justin shows up. He's got He's got all the hoops. He's got everything ready. And then at the end, you can say, hey, Justin, give me those, give me those hoops. Can, how, how can I get those hoops? How can I get that rope? How can I get those buoys? If you already have everything, he's going to come out and show you how to do it. But how cool is it to go with someone new? Let's just say you go with Doug and Elizabeth on their boat, right? Yep. And show them how to do it the right way. Right. Imagine how much fuel you're going to be burning to try to figure it out on your own. And fuel prices now, 5 to $6 a gallon. Woo! Good luck with that one. Yeah. It, it, would, it would be less expensive to hire me to come and show you to get it done in one day, and then you could be confident on going out and catching lobsters all on your own. The the thing, the thing is, gang, is it just takes the curve out of it, man. You get and you get Justin's spots. Come on, <laughs> just to get some spots where you can go catch fifty dollar lobsters. I mean, every lobster that comes over your rail that's legal, that's a fifty dollar bill. Yeah. Come on. 
Think about we had, that. We had multiple days last year where we got over 120 lobsters in one night, and we were done by 10 or 11. It's yeah. crazy. And this year is going to be incredible. It's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Avery, you jumped off. I can't. I don't see any video. You got to get that video going back up again. So tomorrow when we got the ProMark show going on, we'll give you all the codes and everything you need to start getting ready. But, gang, do not, if you're thinking, I want to learn this lobster thing, do yourself a favor. Don't try to figure it out on your own. The last thing you want to be doing is driving around in the dark trying to figure something out at an island or inside of a harbor that you're not familiar with and then driving around in the dark trying to do it. Holy moly, guacamole. Okay, hang in there, Justin. I'm bringing in Avery for a minute. Avery, what's up, my friend? How are you? Hey, can you hear me? Yep, we got you loud and clear. Shoot. I got you. He don't got us. He's gone. Okay. So, Justin, did you fish yes. this week? I did. Yeah? What'd you I've been do? on the water for a while now. I get the I get today off and tomorrow off, and I'm back on the water again. We'll bring you back in here now, Avery. Avery's back. Let's see. Okay. Okay. You got us? Yep, I got you now. Okay. What's going on up in Washington? Right now, what's going up in Washington is we've got offshore halibut just reopened up last week, week two weeks ago, which is very exciting to be able to go out and do that again later in the year. The great powers that be of Washington State has decided to allow us two more halibut a year. So uh, most years you only get two a year. This year we get four. Um, so that's going on. And then along with that, we've got Lincod, and we're also rolling pretty hard into salmon tournament season. So let me understand this. There's like a card or something. They stamp it. You only can have four halibut for the whole season. Yep, so we've got uh, catch cards that we have to mark all of our salmon that we catch. Uh, if, you're catch if you're fishing for crabs, you're going to have to have a catch card for those and also halibut. And every time you land a fish in the boat, you need to be marking that catch card. And you're only allowed four halibut a year, or two halibut a year. This year, they, the great powers allow us to have two more. Oh, my gosh. And we think we got it bad down here. What a mess. What a mess. Trying <laughs> It's like our lobster cards down here, but we don't have to have how many we caught filled out until the end. But that's crazy. That is crazy. It's out of control. So what's going on? Is there still salmon? Are they closed, open? What's going on up there? The salmon are thick um, in the Puget Sound and in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Uh, the, the run is still going really strong. I was busy doing maintenance all last weekend. And the ocean was pretty blown out, so I didn't make it out. But I had some buddies that made it out for a few half days, and they did really, really well, limiting on halibut and salmon within a few hours. So oh. it's on fire right now. So if anybody's up in Washington and wants to get in on any of this good stuff, how can they get a hold of you, Avery? You can look me up on Instagram at uh, Pacific Tide Fishing, or you can give me a call at 360 three zero 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 six four and then avery are you going to get involved in the largest social media platform in the world or are you just going to stay over there at the instagram i i need to make a uh, a facebook page but you can find me personally on facebook uh avery kulik my name's up here on the uh on the live stream i know i just like to say that you know what's funny gang is 
the younger generation today, they all say, oh, I don't use Facebook, but they're on Instagram. They don't understand that the same guy owns both platforms. So you actually are on Facebook. You might as well jump over there and make the, the leap of faith and get over to where all the real people are. I better make a page this week. Absolutely. So I can help promote it. But um, Yeah, stay- the tournament fishing will be on fire over the next month. There's three tournaments, so knowing how to catch salmon can get cash in your pocket. And you guys want to take Avery with you. If you're in that tournament, you want to bring him with you. You don't want to mess around. So there's a lot of people up in Washington watching our show. There's so many people all over. So one more time, give them the, the phone number to get a hold of you. And then I want you to kick back and listen to Justin and I for a minute. Uh, so my phone number is uh, 360-630-0030. Perfect, gang. Don't forget to give him a call. He's going to get super busy, especially with tournament time coming. You don't want to miss out. You want to be a part of. You don't want You don't want to go, oh, my God, they got that Avery guy over there on that boat. That's why they're at the scales. You don't want – you could have had the opportunity to have him with you. So don't miss out on that. And then you were talking about how rough it was up there for you guys this last week. Justin, why don't you tell everybody how rough it was for you the last couple days? It was horrible. So um, yesterday we uh, decided my client really wanted to go out and go for tuna, like everybody. So we we go out there, and I told him originally that the weather was going to pick up in the afternoon. I didn't think it was going to get as bad as it did. It was absolutely horrendous. Let me back up a little bit. So Friday and Saturday, there was a major soft swell and an east wind. So when the swells from the south, fish shut their mouth. Uh, wind from the east, fishing's the least. That's how it was. Um, on Sunday, it decided, I'm going to go back to normal and be a, a swell from the north and a wind from the northwest. And it just stirred up that water really bad. So on our way back, we were down south of quite a ways over near the 277 area. Um, and no, it's not a spot for everyone to go check out. There is nothing there. Um, we we're on our way back from the 277, and it was so horrible. In my 45-foot boat, I had to do eight knots. I normally cruise at 20. It was, I had waves coming over the bow. I'm up in a tower, you know, 10 feet up in the air, and it's getting me wet. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. And I had to tell my clients, you know, listen, it's dangerous. You're going to have to sit down because they wanted to stand up and hold on to the sides of the rails and so on. I said, listen, we can't have that right now. You can fall over. You can fall and hurt yourself. There's stuff on the deck you can fall and hurt yourself on. Everyone's just going to have to sit down and hold on because it's going to be a bumpy ride home. But it took us about a little over four hours to get back. It was absolutely crazy. Normally it would take us an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the deal. The weather thing kind of shut a lot of boats down this weekend. But then there was a lot of boats that ended up in the right zone because of your phenomenal toolage on the game plans and all the cool things that you do. We really are helping push people into the right direction. We one thing we cannot control, even though you think that I'm a god and I know you all do think I am. I cannot control the weather no matter how hard I try. So when we're making it, and the reason why I say this is because Justin tried, and 
the, the clients that you had out with you, the regulars, they understand. But gang, when we make a suggestion about weather, it's not because we don't want to work and we're lazy and we have another way to get money. We're telling you that it's going to suck because it's going to suck. Yeah. We don't, we want, we want your money. Yeah. We, have, we do, because that's what we do for a living. But we don't want you to go out there and be miserable. And I don't care if you're like, well, I can handle it. No, you can't. Because you can't. We already know you're not going to be able to handle it. We're just trying to help you. So listen to your, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be controversial. If a certain NBA superstar basketball player would have listened to his pilot, he would still be here right now. It's guys that don't listen to the professionals. It, it's what happens, gang. When the weather's crappy, there's no reason to go. We live in Southern California. We don't live up where Avery is where you have 200 crappy days and 150 good days. We have 360 bitching days in Southern California. We have five crappy days. Don't go out on those crappy days. Now, up there where Avery is, and it's just dangerous. It's not, it's dangerous. You know, anything can happen out there. Something can break on the boat. I mean, especially when we're hitting that swell that way, it, anything can happen. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about how your eyes felt staring at white caps all day. You were telling me last um, night, just close your eyes. They were sunburned, they were burnt. Yeah, absolutely horrible. So we're in our gyros, my deckhand and I. Um, we're in our gyros all day long, all day long. And all we see is white caps for miles. I mean, we can see out seven miles up on top of the bridge and all we see is white caps. And even finding tuna that way, it's not, it's not very easy. We saw one spot yesterday and that was it. One little spot. And it happened right in front of us too. So. Now, Avery, up there where you're at, you guys, most of the time, it's just rougher than hell, right? It can be pretty big up in the northern Pacific, as I'm sure everybody knows. But it's still really not much of an excuse to go out when it's just dangerous to go out. For a fish. <laughs> to catch a silly fish. Yeah. So did you have any success at all this week, Justin? Was there yeah. anything to catch? Yeah, we got four bluefin tuna. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got four one day and... Uh... Didn't get any the next day, but we went to Catalina and found the conditions over there were absolutely horrendous. Um, not just all the boats, but just the conditions in general. We got some calicos, um, barracuda. It was pretty good. And then uh, yesterday, it was strictly a bluefin trip. And we seen one spot, and that's it. It was a tiny wolf, speck, wolf pack, and that was all. No bites. Our good buddy Darren's on here and he's going, he needs to get more. Who needs to figure out this bluefin thing more? One thing, Justin, talk about what you're doing out there. That's what you need right there. Some ops and fluorocarbon. Ops and that 50 and 60 pound fluorocarbon, that's key. Make sure you have that on your boat. Um, one little trick, you can do a a fly line mackerel. And if you're using the oxen, more than likely you're going to get bit. I'll just leave it like that. All the rest you can find on your salt water guide. I think the biggest problem most people are having is locating the fish. Oh, yeah. 
And you're just, you brought it up. You talked about it here for a few minutes. You need a pair of stabilizing binoculars. Really good stabilizing yeah. binoculars. Really there's, some, there's some out there, and I know they're expensive. The really good ones are Frasers. Um, they are pricey. You can buy them from your, your friend, Dave, for what half the price I think it is of brand new. And they're brand new, basically. But the uh, there's other ones out there. I don't want to say the names. They're less expensive. They're under $1,000. They're good. I've tried them on multiple boats, and it kills my eyes. I can't. For, that's just me, though. Everyone's eyes are different. So for me, it, it hurts my eyes really bad. And I get, like, that motion thing when I go back and forth after I stare at them for a while. But for right. some reason, the Frasers that we have on our boat, they're really, really nice. I don't, I'm not sure what the difference is. Maybe it's the quality. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like night and day. And then I, I like to also use hunting binoculars. That's just me. Um, and no one else I know seems to be able to be able to figure out how I can use them. Or I just use my eyes. But I also get all the time you can hear from different members tell me, I don't see how you're seeing those bluefin or seeing the birds out there two miles away with just your eyes. I think it's just me. But those stabilizing binoculars is the number one thing they have on your boat. If you have those, you're going to find stuff. You're going to find stuff you've never even seen before. Because if you're heading in one direction, so say you're heading at zero degrees, okay? And to your left, about two miles out, are two birds that drop down in the water. You're not going to see those. If you're in your binoculars and you're looking over, you will see them. Guaranteed you'll see them, especially two miles. That's like looking at nothing two miles away. So it's very crucial. But I think the key to what Justin's saying, and I think the key to this whole thing is paying attention. Just like dog falling over the side. It's all about paying attention. You've got to pay attention. The moment you untie those lines from your dock and start to move, it's all about paying attention. And those of you that are having a hard time with this bluefin thing, you may be missing a lot of fish because you're just, if you're talking to your friend or you're talking to your child or you're talking to your dog and you're not looking, I can have a full-blown conversation with you the whole time I'm in a pair of gyros. I don't take my eyes off the water. It's all about looking. Like Justin, he looks the whole time. He, his, like he told me last night when he got home, as he was trying to close his eyes, they were burning because they were sunburned from staring at water all day because they couldn't find other. Yeah, they're biting right in front of Cubby Paul's house right now. There's really good bluefin fishing. I got we're gonna show pictures of your kids yesterday, Cubby, on show tomorrow. But there's plenty of big bluefin right out in front of the harbors, but most people are driving right by them because you're not looking. Yeah. Avery up there in the northwest. It's about looking, right? Seeing that bird schools for that salmon, paying attention to the water and the ripples on the water. Everything matters up there, just like it matters. It's everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're on a lake where you're at, right? Totally, totally. One of, the, one of my best signs to go find salmon is watching where the birds are going, seeing where those bait piles are at, and watching where those current seams are at. It's huge. Looking under those kelp patties and looking at under those stringers of kelp floating in the top of the water. You will always find fish under those. Not always, but it's a really, really good place to start. 
like I say all the time, it's, you're looking for anything that is not water. Now I have so many members t t talking about it all the time when they call me and stuff. It, and if, if you get to a zone and you see a fish jump, there's probably some fish in that zone. Don't leave that zone to go look for fish. Start to work that zone and start to spend time driving around in that zone with your waiting for the tide. Because the whole world changes and it changes in Avery's area and it changes in Justin's, it changes in Mexico. When that tide goes slack, the fish come to the surface. And I talk about it a lot. I have a whole seminar about why do they do that? And they do that because even 400 pound bluefin, they still know that when the tide goes slack, the plankton's gonna float and everything's gonna come to the surface to eat when the plankton's floating and the bait fish eat the plankton and the bluefin used to be bait fish when they were little, they were the size of anchovies. They, were, they weren't born 300 pounds. So they know when the tide goes slack, it's time to go to the top to feed. On their way up there, they find your mackerel or your flying fish or whatever, or your colt sniper. Same thing with the salmon. When Avery sees those bait balls up there, it's a lot of it's at slack tide. I don't care if you don't pay attention to that or you do. Start to watch as you're out there on the boat and you look at your watch when you start to see fish jumping out of the water. And don't do it when you're out there, but when you get home or something, then get out your tide book and go, okay, those fish were jumping at 1 o'clock. You'll go, holy, sh the tide was slack. You Wow, how did Dave know that? <laughs> I just got lucky. I got to do this for a living for 48 years and I was able to put together some stuff. Plus I was sober for like, oh, 25 of those years. So that's when I really started to learn the, the beginning part. What I didn't learn too much. <laughs> <laughs> the bad part of it. And the other thing is, is slow down. Everyone goes too fast. It, just slow down, slow way down. And if you can't slow down enough, just come to a stop. Come to a stop and then look around you, look a couple miles around you, and then continue on to another point, look around you again. So you're hunting, you're hunting bluefin is what you're doing. Or you're, you're not just bluefin, kelp patties, dorado, anything. You wanna go whale watching, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna be in your binoculars going to look for whales. And just anything out there, look for anything. Anything not water, just like Dave says. That's what I tell everybody. What are we looking for today? Anything that's not water. Yeah. And that speed thing kills when you're looking. I see so many people, Justin, and I don't know if you're paying attention to the community at all, Avery, but I'll read reports. Guys go, hey, I looked on the 14-mile bank. I looked on the 277. I looked on the 209, and then we looked up at the slide, and I'm going, you looked at all that in eight hours? How did you do that? How did you do that? Where you, you drove through all those areas at 30 knots. That's the only way you could have gone to all those areas in that time. And I'm just like, you never looked anywhere. You didn't look. You just drove by and you were probably no binoculars. And you were probably looking for a boat that was stopped. And you had your radio, your VHF radio on channel 72. Because you wanted to hear if anybody was catching fish. And me steering you the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny. So many times I'll be fishing a spot, just killing the salmon or 
albacore or whatever I'm doing by myself, and I'll just see these boats blowing by me to get out to where there's three other boats stopped. Those guys aren't catching anything out there, and they're just blowing right by all the bait and all the fish. Yeah. Yep, I did that video. I don't know if you saw it, but I did that video where if it was me, you, and Justin were on a boat, and here's what happens. You go, Avery, do you see that? Does that boat over there stopped? And now Justin gets out of his binoculars and he looks. And now it's got you, me, and Justin all looking to see if that boat out there is stopped. <laughs> so, what the heck are we doing? Who cares if that boat is stopped? I don't care. We're not out here to save them. Now all three of us are looking at this stupid boat to try to figure out if it's stopped. Justin came out of the binoculars. He would have stayed in them for another second. He would have saw that kelp patty. Avery's looking at the boat. And if he would have looked to his left, he would have saw those salmon jumping 10 feet out of the water trying to get him to stop. But no, all three of us are looking at that boat on the horizon to try to figure out if he's stopped. You all do it. All of the show do it every day, right? How many people come up to the wheelhouse to you, Avery or Justin, and say, hey, you see those? What are those boats over there doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time. Hey, buddy, a few weeks ago, say, why are we fishing here? We need to go to those boats as there's tuna jumping right out behind the boat. We're not going to leave these fish to go find no fish. Yeah. Right. So true. Don't leave fish to find fish. Mm -hmm. You've already found them. Stay there. Yeah. I get all the time, is that boat bent over there? I was like, no, it's straight. It looks like a straight boat to me. <laughs> Let's keep going. Are they bent? Nope. Keep going. That is the funniest question. People go, is this boat on that boat over there? Like, I have no idea. If you're so worried about it, why are you on my boat? Why didn't you go with them? <laughs> you, just need to, you just need to tell them. They always say, is that boat bent? No, it looks perfectly straight to me. <laughs> like, tell them. Keep going. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm so cocky. I just tell them when they ask, "What are they? What is that boat over there doing?" I said, "They're looking for a, me. They're all <laughs> looking for me. Everybody's looking for me." Okay, where's Dave Hampton today? Where's Dave? Who cares? Stop! Stop fishing for boats. Start fishing for fish. It doesn't work in Washington. It doesn't work in Cabo, and it sure the hell don't work in. Southern California, right, Justin? Yeah, it's true. And stay off Channel 72. Otherwise, you're going to get me on the radio. It would be Dave and I on the boat, right? Well, hey, Dave, follow along with me. Yeah, Dave, you copy? Go ahead, Justin. Hey, you find any fish over there? Yeah, it's full speed all you want. They're eating the paint off the bottom of the boat. And then I give the numbers for the dump. <laughs> so funny. And you watch the boats, and you can do that three or four times, and you watch the boats just take off going to the dump. I've told you I've done 100,000 seminars in my five years of doing seminars where I tell you to et, turn the damn radio off. The radio is not your friend. Avery, you ever been on a wide-open salmon bite? Oh, yeah. The first thing you thought of is you got to get to the radio and tell everybody? <laughs> I, I don't think once. Maybe I'll no, give them the coordinates for downtown Seattle. And those of you that are listening to the show that listen to the radio, what are you doing? Nobody is going to tell you. No, no real people. Let's be honest. 
No real people are going to get on the radio and go, yeah, every boat out here, come over. I got a kelp patty with 15 Dorado on it. I want all the boats out here to come help me catch them. Are you guys out of your ever-loving mind? <laughs> Never. The other one I love, and Justin, you hear this way more than I am now. Now with all since COVID, there's a million people on boats. They're all on 72 going, hey, skipper over there with the yellow boat with the blue top. You mind if I come in on your kelp patty? Nope. Oh, I tell everybody, yeah, get as close as you want. Oh, yeah. I tell everybody, and I, I then I hear the war on the radio, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? If you're gonna, if you're gonna go to someone else's kelp patty and poach on it, just go in with all the confidence in the world. Do not ask. Just turn to put the blinders on, put the earplugs in, and drive in on someone else's patty like the booger eater that you are. <laughs> Don't get on the radio and ask. That's so lame. Right, Roy Tuck? Roy's listening. He knows. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell a really cool story. I, didn't, I actually didn't tell you yet, Dave, that happened over the weekend. So on the website, got with some members when I did the game plan offshore. And I told them what channel to go to. And we all stayed on one channel. And uh, it was a group of us. And we're all out there looking for bluefin. And then once we found them, again, just like what happened a few weeks ago, we found a bluefin and brought the other members in. It was just the members of your saltwater guide there. Just slaying the bluefin. It was really cool. No other boats. No other boats. So that was one day. And then the next day, so I'm not the one that always finds a fish. I don't always find a fish. The last two days, I didn't find them. I had someone else tell me where they were. Got on the same channel on uh, Saturday, same thing. A member came on and said, hey, we got the bluefin way over here. And I was like, oh, man, that's like 20 miles away from me. But it's kind of headed back to where I need to go, back home. So I was like, all right, I'll take off that way. But first off, we went over to the island to go and fish and caught some bass and so on over there. And then we took off over there. And sure enough, there's a member, your saltwater guide, found them all over the place, everywhere, scattered. So same thing yesterday, same exact thing. Another member found them. I didn't find them. Another member found them though and brought us in. That's what's great about your saltwater guide. We're all family there. It's all really working together for yeah. the common goal to catch a fish, right? Yeah. We just got to get some people up there in Washington on the same page with Avery, getting them going out there and catching some fish instead of eating boogers. <laughs> Right? Right. If anybody sees me at the uh, Everett Coho Derby or the Edmonds Coho Derby later in the month, make sure to stop by and say hi. Absolutely. And we'll get some we'll get some stickers and some swag up to you, Avery. We'll get some stuff so you can hand it out at the tournament. We'll get you some stuff. We'll get you some stickers and some uh, shirts and some flags up there. Me and Justin will make sure we get those up to you here in the next week. Gang, I want to thank everybody for watching the show today. We already blew through an hour, guys. I know it's hard to believe. Time flies when we're doing the show. No commercial breaks. The only podcast in America that's live five days a week, Monday through Friday, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and YouTube. You can watch us live. Then you can listen to us on every podcast carrier on the planet Earth. After 1 o'clock, the podcast goes up across all that. Gang, tomorrow's going to be lobster, lobster, lobster. We're going to get deep into my lobster thing. We're going to be talking lobster. 
Okay, do not forget to call Justin. Justin, one more time, give them your number because we got people that jumped in, jumped off, go. Yeah, 951-703-9442. And then Avery, give them everybody for Washington. They need to get up there and go catch a salmon or a halibut with you. 360-630-0064. All right, you guys, thank you very much for being a part of the show. Every Monday we try to bring in all of our guides from everywhere. And uh, those of you around the world listening to the show, thank you all very, very much. Please put out the stars. Let me know that you love my show. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. I will keep doing the show for you as long as you keep watching. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Turn off the news. Remember, they're all lying to you. Bye. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.